This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back. Rob Breckenridge with you on this Wednesday morning. Much more to get to, but I do want to delve into the issue of policing in Alberta and uh, whether Alberta should be making the transition to an Alberta provincial police service. We're currently uh, under a contract with the federal government regarding RCMP policing. The federal government does contribute to the cost of that policing. We certainly, though, seem to be moving toward a provincial police force. Yesterday, the Alberta government uh, unveiled a blueprint for a provincial police force, what it would look like. So it certainly seems to be a government that supports this move, believes that this would offer some benefit, but we've not yet officially made the decision. And anyway, joining us to talk about where things stand, very pleased to welcome to the program, Alberta's Minister of Justice, Tyler Shandro, joining us on the program. Minister, good to have you with us. Welcome to the program. Oh, hey, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, so we, we haven't decided to make the change, but you know, it certainly sounds like things are moving in that direction. Where, where are we at, first of all? Well, no, and I, I saw your op-ed as well, and I just want to reassure you, as you said, there has been no decision made. More consultations are, uh, are needed, and we'll make those details public as, as we proceed. Um, and, uh, but, but however, I think the timing is right um, with you know, the debate happening not just here in Alberta, but nationally. We have you know, most provinces that have contract policing looking at getting out of it. Uh, we have experts nationally the uh, the former director of CSIS, you know Wally Opal, who's the you know former attorney general in BC, uh, Ken Roach, who's a prof uh, law prof at the U of T, all contributing their concerns about contract policing, and so it is a national conversation that we have to be part of. Right. Yeah, and I think there is a national conversation to be had. So, but again, just to be clear in terms of where things are at here now, obviously there's a leadership race going on, and the winner of that will be the the next premier. Do, do you believe that it's a decision that? Premier needs to make? I mean, there are two who are against this idea. I think the rest seem to be for it. Well, as Premier Kenny has said, uh, no no uh, major policy shifts uh, before his retirement in October. So this okay. would be left to a future government to, to make a decision on. Okay, so let's talk about what was uh, announced yesterday. This is uh, a blueprint uh, for, for what it would look like if we had a, a provincial police force, basically. Yeah, when I engaged with municipalities um, starting in this role in February, I heard from a lot of them, their concerns. They had a lot of questions, and some of the questions were related to, are you going to close our detachment? Um, are you going to reduce the number of police officers in, in our community? And when we did the math, we realized that we can keep all 113 of our detachments open. And uh, not only that, would we not reduce the number of police officers in any communities, but that actually... The model of the RCMP is is heavily um, burdened by a lot of folks who are deployed to a bureaucratic role, and instead we could have more folks deployed to the community, and being um, you know having a, a minimum number of police officers in a detachment at ten, uh, and that ten would be a the minimum viable size for detachment in a rural community. By the way, and just not to clarify a point on all of this, so we we have. Uh, these RCMP officers that are policing Alberta, it's part of this agreement. If if we transition to a provincial police service, is the thinking then that all of those uniformed RCMP officers would remain, they would become provincial police officers, or who would who would comprise this new police force? Not all of them. 
Not all of them, uh, but there would be an opportunity for those who want to stay in Alberta, uh, for them to have an opportunity uh, to be a part of a, a new municipal police service, or a provincial police service, I should say. Um, and, uh, you know, similar to what's happening with the transition in Surrey. Surrey is the largest municipality that has contract policing and, and in BC, even without BC yet trans, um, you know, transitioning to a provincial police, Surrey is doing it on their own. And uh, we do see, um, you know, some of those officers staying on with the municipal service that's being established in Surrey. And that could happen here. I mean, Lacombe's an example of a, a town, a small community that has a, a local police force. Couldn't all Alberta municipalities do that? Uh, having no, they can. And that's actually an announcement that we made last month in, because I did hear from many municipalities, well, what if we want to stand up our own provincial or, or municipal police service? Or what if we want to, you know, we're adjacent to Edmonton or Calgary and we want to look into regional policing. Yeah. And so we've provided grants to municipalities and Indigenous communities to do a business case and look at whether they would want to stand up their own or whether they want to move towards a, a regional policing model. And we're, we're happy to help those communities look into that question and encourage them to, uh, whether it's, you know, contracting with a provincial police service or having their own municipal police service, or even if we don't proceed with a provincial police service, they, they wanted to move forward with not contracting to the RCMP um, to encourage those communities to move forward in, in that modern police governance and having a police service that falls under our Provincial Police Act. Right. So, I mean, A, there are alternatives um, to the status quo that don't involve a provincial police service. And at the same time, even within the status quo, like there are ways to, to get more boots on the ground, right? Um. Oh, well, I mean, we're, yeah, there are definitely alternatives to contracting out to uh, the RCMP or to uh, a provincial police service, absolutely. But within the status quo, if, if we end up stuck with the RCMP for, for the time being or the duration of this contract, there, there's still ways of, of adding more officers, isn't there? And we have. We yeah. uh, did that in, in a new police funding model that we launched in 2020. We added, you know, $286 million over five years to, to add 300 new officers in rural areas, um, plus uh, additional civilian employees. And so that is, is work that we have done, uh, work that we'll continue to do, um, and uh, make sure that, that communities have the, the policing that they need. But it's important to remember this, that we, we can increase uh, funding for policing in the province, but no amount of funding is going to be a substitute for, for reform of policing in our province. Right. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. 
Uh, let me give you a chance to address costs because that, that's been raised as a concern. It was identified in the PricewaterhouseCoopers report. Uh, transition costs or startup costs around $360 million and somewhere in the neighborhood of an additional $2 million, uh, $200 million in cost each year. So how do we deal with that? Well, first, as I said yesterday, this debate about cost is a red herring. Um, so? And there are a couple of reasons why. And one of them is because if we look at the collective agreement that the federal government entered into with the, uh, the police union that represents RCMP members, and, and remember that this is an agreement that they entered into unilaterally without us as a province having any say into it or our communities. And, and it's an agreement that's going to add the cost of the current contract by 20%. Um, and, and, so, and then the other issue is, because I think what you're asking about is, would we lose the subsidy that the federal government right now provides us for policing by doing contract policing, you know, that they don't provide to Ontario and Quebec, for example, uh, would they continue to provide that subsidy? And, and the answer is probably no, because they've been looking to get out of this since the 1960s. They want out of that financial liability. They've, they wanted out of it back in 2007 when they started negotiations with us. And, uh, but at the end of the day, you know, if, if we did lose that subsidy, if we look at provinces like Ontario and Quebec that have services that are much, much bigger than what we would have in Alberta, they don't have that subsidy. They have their own provincial police services, and they do that without the provinces collapsing. Well, I don't think anyone's suggesting that another $200 million a year is going to collapse Alberta or anything close to that. But, I mean, it, it is a, a, an additional cost. It is ironic, I would, would note, in the context of the Fair Deal panel where the, this came up, that this is an example of where federal dollars are coming into Alberta, and we're talking about going down a path where that would cease. Is there oh, a connection oh, there? Oh, I, we did lose the connection there. You're back. I think you were asking about if we if we did lose this uh, subsidy or the, the fair deal panel, you know, us advocating for, for money coming back to the province. Is that what you're asking about? Well, I just, I, it, it is ironic to me that the, the fair deal panel, which suggested we should look at a provincial police force, you know, this is kind of under the whole premise that, you know, Alberta's maybe not getting a fair deal. Here's an example of a situation, a status quo, where federal dollars come to Alberta, and we're talking about ending that. No, the federal government's talking about ending it. And they've talked about ending it since the 1960s. Um, the, well, we're we're both committed life. to this deal. We're both committed to this deal in, until 2032. And, and I, I think at that point, it's, they're, they're going to be demanding 100% cost recovery. Uh, they've been, right. They even admit on their own website, Public Safety Canada wants out of this financial liability. I do wonder, and look, obviously you're the Minister of Justice, and, and these are the issues you're focusing on, but it seems to me a lot of the impetus for this is about the Fair Deal panel and these issues, that this is more about Alberta sort of distancing itself from Ottawa and the politics of that than it is about policing. Is, is that an unfair characterization? Absolutely unfair. And if, if that was the truth, then we wouldn't have the Prime Minister in his mandate letter to the, the, his minister in asking that minister to get out of contract policing. We wouldn't have the House of Commons with uh, you know, coming out with a report in June of 21, you know, asking the government to get out of contract policing. We wouldn't have, you know, in BC, an all-party committee of Greens and NDPs and Liberals coming out with a report um, asking the government in BC to get out of contract policing. It's a nonpartisan issue. We wouldn't have, you know, national experts like, you know, Professor Roach or Wally Opal, you know, with their concerns about contract policing, asking us as a country to get out of contract policing. So this is about us moving forward as a country and having modern uh, police governance and modern civilian oversight over budgeting and over the deployment of resources, over complaints, uh, 
And uh, that's what this is about. And that's a nonpartisan issue. And it's not related to a, a fight with Ottawa when Ottawa themselves want to get out of contract policing. Right. But I mean, it, it was still within the purview of the Fair Deal panel. I mean, it was part of the, the issues they were studying as part of their mandate. Well, it was it was one of the recommendations, right. and they really just re-upped, you know, something that um, Ralph Klein had even advocated for back in 1994. I mean, this is not a new issue in Alberta. Right. This is well, something that but in fairness, the, the Klein government opted. Yeah, but I mean, you know, the Klein government opted not to do this because of, as you know, the the cost involved. I don't think that's actually a fair um, uh, characterization of why they didn't proceed at that time, and I think, think that was? that. I think that Premier Klein was actually looking forward to to moving and uh, in, in ending contract policing at the time. But, you know, this is a conversation that we as Albertans have had for, you know, like I said, since I was in high school, I'm now in my mid-40s. So this is not a new conversation that Albertans have wanted to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you believe, like, should the RCMP not do community policing? Like, is this all about, you know, should it be about, in part, what we want the RCMP to be? Well, I think they admit themselves in Public Safety Canada that the fact that the RCMP um, are distracted with contract policing keeps them from doing their, their core function, which is to be a federal police service and focusing on cybercrime, on terrorism, on uh, organized crime, on human trafficking. And they're, they're actually failing us as provinces in, in what they're, they're, they're supposed to be providing us in, in the contract policing. So uh, they're definitely admitting to to being distracted, and one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why the federal government is looking at getting out of contract policing. So are we in a holding pattern in, until October, or is there still work on this file for you to do? Still work. There's still more engagement to be done with uh, municipalities and indigenous communities and uh, the public, and you know those those plans are still being developed, and we're looking forward to being able to release the, the details of the, that further engagement in the coming days. We'll leave it there. Minister Chandra, thank you so much for joining us here today. Appreciate the conversation. Oh, thanks, Rob. All the best. Have a good day. Uh, Alberta's Minister of Justice, Tyler Chandra, that's uh, where things stand presently with the provincial police force. We are certainly moving in that direction. I guess the ultimate decision will fall not to this current premier, but to his successor.